but I moved it from my Venmo to my PayPal. There was a concert that I went to see. I had your sister with me. And Oh, postmodern jukebox. There you go. And when I bought that drum head that had all uh-huh. of the art on it, I uh-huh. had to Venmo it. Because a lot of people it was like that his you private. Can... Yeah, and you can pay them instantly is the thing. Like, it comes through right away, and it's through a secure system, so people trust it. And no one can give you, you know, fake cash or whatever. There goes Monopoly. (laughs) Were you paying people with Monopoly Uh, money? I had Monopoly money. And they were accepting that form of tender. Mm -hmm. Huh. Yeah. Explains a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Hi, I'm Karen Ruth. Hi, I'm Joyce Arlene. Hi, I'm Sam Dyer. And we welcome you to Off Off Our Our Racks. An ongoing conversation of life, age, journeys, boobs, or lack of them, food, style, making things, books, building dreams, culture, and faith as we get things out of our closets and off our chests. Enjoy the show. What did we get off our racks this past week? I don't know. Hmm. Did we? No, we did other people's racks. Oh, yeah. So we did. We did. We started on on other things for other people. Yeah. Yeah. And still carried on with our processing of how it makes you feel and what it's like and if things work. All those different, all those different things. Yeah. So. Um, <clears throat> it's been a weird, yeah, it's kind of been a weird week. I think that's it. That's a good way to put it. You were gone for a couple mm-hmm. of days and we can, well, three days, four days. Really, so. really four days yeah. by the time it's yeah. all told. So let's see. Best story from the weekend. Little granddaughter was following papa all over the place and so she's coming in and out and she comes running back into me and she is very very concerned because while she was dragging the hose around trying to catch papa evidently um she might have been fast enough that she drug it over a lizard (laughs) and so (laughs) she came in and it was Grandma Joyce, Grandma Joyce, and I'm trying to figure out what's going on, and I go running out, and what she wanted to know was if I could get the lizard tail and put it back on the lizard. lizard. Oh, no. <laughs> it was very tragic. She was just sitting there squatting, looking for the longest time. So then, you know, I kind of waited until she disappeared, and she was up playing in a different part of the garden, and thought I could subtly mm-hmm. remove the lizard's tail the problem was about an hour later she came back and wanted to know if i had managed to put it on i did not give an answer i didn't lie i might have just not responded whatsoever but the problem was then the lizard without the tail went running back by so she knew i hadn't put the tail back on the lizard which was very very sad we had very long talks about you know the the lizard missing its tail well Being three is tragic in many ways. It is. And uh, so, yes. But the fun part was 
we decided to make a princess dress. Oh. So I explained to her that I was going to use a Karen idea, which instantly she was on this. Okay. So a couple of months ago, she and I had been out somewhere, and we'd found a T-shirt that she liked. And it had a really pretty daisy on the front of it and some little bit of metallic and stuff. So I had a whole bunch of leftover, just like strips of some organza and some different things. So took the little t-shirt, cut off the sleeves, and made little, just like the little caps, just the Mm -hmm. floaty, little floaty caps for, by just doing funny old V. And then we doubled over the long, long strips so they would be even fuller. And then we cut off the t-shirt so that she could still put off and on really easy by herself. And we started attaching the skirt to the bottom of it. Which is why, while you were gone on your trip, that you got the picture sent to you so that Karen right. could see that she had a princess dress made for her. Yes, and I thought it was very beautiful. Yes, and so now, um, after she ran around holding it up and doing her Cinderella accident, <laughs> <laughs> she kept going, I'm Cinderella, and she would hold it up and run like she was running down the stairs. Oh my goodness. Except then she decided she might try the stairs, which I had oh. to tell her that you cannot go run down the stairs Uh because you might fall right try coming up the stairs we tried to work it out right the um after several attempts of this we came up with the conclusion that maybe it was a little bit too long to be able to do that because having to hold your dress up is pretty tough yeah um and you don't think about that being a princess you know that'd be a lot of work every day having to run around and hold your skirt up so that you don't trip over it oh yeah so when she went home, uh, she was here two days, and so when she went home that night, I told her I will make it shorter and I'll put gold ribbons on it um, so that, you know, we have uh-huh. a little more uh, decoration, but she won't have to hold it up to run around. <laughs> she wanted her shoes off, and that took whatever little bit of height is, you know. Yeah. It's tough when you're just not quite three feet tall yet. And, yeah. Uh, you know, she's still not quite 36 inches. So yeah. it, it was very involved, but it was cute. And the whole thing about her holding it up and running around. <laughs> and I'm like, that is a lot of work. I never thought about it. You know, we watch these Disney movies and mm-hmm. they're always like, they flip around and they yank their skirts up. And it's yep. like, that is, a, you can't do anything. And that it's was her problem was she couldn't use her hands. <laughs> so yeah. It was like. I understand the problem. So, yes, we're going to have to fix it. But hmm. So, yes, we, we made a, a Karen princess dress because that was the oh. best way to describe what I was going to do. I like it. So, I like yeah. it. Yeah. So that was one thing. I think I think my whole life I've been trying to wear princess dresses yeah. when I think about it. Um, I was telling, you know, my best friend that, you know, my, my dream aesthetic has really not changed since I was a child. The goal was really long hair. You wear it down. Like you can't, yes, you don't course. want it piled on your head. No, you want it down no. and, and flowing all around yeah. you. Um, long flowy dress, mm-hmm. preferably white, but we accept other colors as well. Um, but the ideal is white um, and bare feet. Yes. That's, that's the yes. goal. Um, and I was telling her that that informs a lot of things in my life that have nothing to do with getting dressed. <laughs> it's just that, that dream aesthetic that I'm reaching yes. for. want to float around. Mm-hmm. barefoot long dress yeah i think one of the cool things was you know i loved reading like little house on the prairie books growing up and then my mother had so much of her own family history and some things that had been sent to her but being older and having grandparents who still could actually share their true horse and carriage days which is so mm-hmm. weird to think about that now 
but I was always intrigued with like these aprons over their dresses and the whole bit. And then you discover all the reasons for aprons, a good apron. Like you do get the right. eggs in it. You do go in the garden, put all of that. But I think one of the fun parts was discovering that if you had a little bit longer skirt on, you could actually just hitch it through your legs, tuck it in your waistband and take off. And you had, you know, automatically mm-hmm. made shorts, thought it was the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. Um, so there's a point where we were up doing a, a living history camp and it was the frontier era uh, for an area of California. So our clothing style would have been <coughs> kind of a combination of some of the California and mm-hmm. um, some of the different things that would have come uh, even from Spain and you know, some of that look um, with the Southwestern mix and all of that. So having stuck with that whole idea of I just hitch it up and threw it, you know, right. pull it up and put it in my waistband was working fine until we got over by the little lake and my husband decides that I ought to get in the canoe with him and so not thinking about how much how many layers that I had on that I had managed to hitch at that point I get in this canoe and at that point we don't know that the canoe has a slow leak and it is an amazing amount of water and weight that you oh, take no. on. And to get out of the canoe, I slowly am taking off layer after layer after layer. But when all were taken off, the one outside one was still there. And I could still hitch it through my legs and come <laughs> running out wearing shorts. <laughs> you know? yeah. So, yes, following her around, something she does, you know, the little one does when she's out here playing, reminds me of like, hmm. I'm still trying to do that as an adult. I think it's great fun <laughs> trying to figure yeah. that out. So yeah, flowy, yeah. Flowy I think skirts. it's amazing, you know, how functional historical clothing really was in yes. ways that modern clothing either does not have to be because our lifestyle is so different, right? Or just because we've lost a value for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always fascinated, and I'm always, um, you know, I grew up wearing skirts because of maybe religious or cultural situations but i think in adulthood what i've been able to tell people is we rode our we rode our bikes you do want to tuck it because the gears get messy if you get caught yes um but we rode ponies we rode bikes we ran through the woods we did all these things and you learn how to manage it Mm -hmm. and what to do with it and it's really not that much more it becomes subconscious so you're not even i mean if i'm wearing a long skirt now i just pick it up a little bit to go up the stairs and i don't even think twice about it um so you kind of learn those things and they're ingrained and then it doesn't seem like so much work and you figure out how not to have to hold it with your hands the whole time (laughs) my sister always looked perfect my sister and i don't mean that badly it was like she was always Everything was in place. Like her hands are perfect. Her hair was perfect. Mm-hmm. Her clothes. And she literally, she's beautiful. Looked like this little doll. And then there comes me um, who wanted to go dig in dirt and climb trees and do a <laughs> lot of other things. Which she could do those things. But that was not, you know, her total enjoyment thing. But this kind of continued on into later years. That if I had a choice, I was to go to be doing these crazy things. And I will never forget so you'll hear us talk about 
cultural, and sometimes you'll go to hear us refer to, you know, having a religious or a church. I, I don't like the word religion. There's some point we'll probably talk about that. But was that church on a Sunday morning, and in the 70s, there was that look that was like considered kind of the middies. And so I had on this really, really beautiful outfit, mid-length, had on platform heels, and a friend of mine pulled up on the front of the church, and he has a chopper, and I go walking out, take one look. I'll never get my mother's face as I'm waving goodbye, running out, <laughs> and I just hitched the dress, put it in the waistband. And literally, heels and all get on the back because it's like, <laughs> I'm fine. I got pants on. <laughs> Take off on the motorcycle. There were people who did not overly approve of it. When I came back, my mother was still <laughs> laughing. She was just cracking up. But, you know, they just, I guess it's not ladylike to do that. But I was covered and I wanted to go ride the motorcycle. So, you know, those are things like guys don't have to think about certain things like that. You know, yeah. No. No, we really don't. I mean, what we really worry about, I mean, I wouldn't say that we really worry about, like, clothing that we're wearing, but when we're out there, I mean, uh, are, are the kids certainly, hopefully, wearing uh, enough clothing to be out there? Yeah. A.K.A. do you have your pants and shorts on? <laughs> right. Yeah. At least one of those. Um, I remember when uh, Sam, who was my son, would be in, well, especially in kindergarten. It was really bad. Kindergarten, first grade. I would get a call, and I was also involved in working at the school. Um, I would get a call because they were concerned that maybe we didn't have money for a shirt for him, I mean, a coat for him. And I finally had to explain. I knew right where the coat was because I saw it when it got thrown off as soon as I put it on him. And it was almost always an automatic that he was just too hot. And yeah. His little girl is a lot like that. She just comes through and like, whoop, there goes. You know, it's like, no, it's too hot, Grandma. So it's, it's, you know, it's like, oh, so, yeah, it's making sure, like, well, if you're going to get blamed for them freezing, at least show the evidence that you had it for <laughs> that them. You and tried. It started somewhere that you knew that they they yeah. started out that way. But, yeah, and yeah. with her, it's usually you know there was a coat, there were shoes, you know there mm -hmm. may have been even other garments besides that. But you know, did she end up with those on? No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's me in the snow, where I'm just like, oh, a jacket, pants. It's snow. Let's go play in it. And then after a while, you're like, oh, actually, I do need that stuff. It's actually kind of cold. <laughs> My fingers are numb, my toes are numb, my knees are now numb. <laughs> Everything's numb. Why am I wet? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and jeans really suck in snow because they just seem to absorb it really bad. Oh, it's yeah. not fun. Hmm. I wonder if we could spray um same thing you use on raincoats. If we could take jeans and just spray them so that the water doesn't go through and then wear them in snow. There is a I'm sure that we I know could what you're talking about with that. We, we need to try that. I'm not volunteering my jeans for that, but you can <laughs> if you want to. Well, no, wash us out, but we, I wonder well, if that would work. I wonder if I'm you still do not that. volunteering them. I mean, it's they, like a waterproof yeah, thing. Yeah, it's a waterproof yeah. spray that you like you yeah. put on shoes, jackets yeah, and stuff. Jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder yeah. I wonder they, if we they could shown put it. On they've shown it put it on jeans, so I'm pretty sure you can do it. Huh. That's a possibility. Okay, the next time you go up to Tahoe, <laughs> you're going to loan us a pair of your jeans real quick, and we're going to treat them, and we'll see how it goes. All right, let's, it's more, yeah, no, it's like the ice that also gets attached to it. At yeah, times. there's that, yeah. I also can tell you that blue jeans, if you're having a scuffling match with one of your brothers, 
and you try and convince your mom that you guys actually weren't roughhousing in the hallway, it's really hard if you have brand new blue Levi's to explain why there's a blue smear down the wall, <laughs> the white paint. <laughs> Did you have you ever done anything like that? No. <laughs> but it's like I do not know how that blue got here. <laughs> we were not scuffling. It was, <laughs> it was not my fault. I did not do that. Yeah, no. I, like for Matt and I, we didn't really fight that much just because I recognize he's bigger than me. He's stronger than me. He can throw me anywhere he wants. Mm-hmm. Nathan and I, though, we always had like our fights, but it was always like in the carpet in the living room. That's oh, okay. where we had our yeah. fights. Probably should. Yeah, I was going to say, did you scuffle with your siblings? Because I scuffled with my siblings. Uh, well, with Nathan, it was like partly I would force him to get into fights. Other times he just wanted to fight. And yeah. So it was yeah. just us like wrestling, not right. really trying to like fight each yeah. other. Oh, yeah. Each other. yeah. 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 No, it, it was always just, it was that. It was scuffling, but it was either to see, you know, who could either sit in the middle of the other one or convince them that, you know, that you were the winner. And, uh, you know, we went by the rules. I mean, you had to be able to pin the shoulders down for a certain amount of time. <laughs> and actually, it was interesting because being the girl, I could I could get out of the grab on them holding my shoulders down. That was the one thing that was my advantage. There was this little tuck and roll thing. Yeah, that I was just for a lot of years. It, and then, it was definitely you know. like most of the time, like I could somehow wiggle out from under. Like it wasn't hard for my brother to pin me. Yeah, but it was easy for me to get out from it. Yeah, we can. They couldn't get a, a full ten on me. They never make it to the ten count. <laughs> I usually got loose before we got to the ten. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, with Nathan, it was more so of we would stop either when my mom was yelling at us <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. or whenever Nathan bit me. And I was like, no, don't do that. No, don't just pin him. I'm just, I'm just, no, no, don't bite. do that. Yeah. But it was funny. Also, due to this week, there was the earthquake that happened. Right. Right. And there was a time that it was my mom was like, why are you guys fighting? And then she recognized that Nathan and I were just sitting on the couch watching TV. <laughs> and it was an earthquake that just happened. <laughs> Not us. Yeah. We didn't do it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was oh, not an crazy. approved activity in our house, but my brother and I used to go out. Uh, we had this big pine tree in our front yard, which we also used to climb. Uh, but we would go out between sort of the edge of the yard and the street. There was like a nice hedge, so we were kind of screened from either side. Um, but, you know, between between the hedge and the pine tree was, you know, if you had something to say and needed to say it with your fists. <laughs> um, but we were always, you know, kind of restricted by it, like, because... It was a frowned upon activity. Uh, we could never leave a mark that couldn't be explained by our normal playing. Right. Um, and faces were kind of off limits because that right. was going to be obvious right, right away. So we never did too much yeah. damage. And usually I, I'll never forget how many of those ended with us just laughing really right. hard and turned into tickle fights or something else. Like, yeah. I, I'm not sure that it was always, you know, occasionally there would be a play accident and somebody would get mad and, and that would be the start yeah. of it. But yeah, the scuffling and the wrestling I, I at, was never out of anger or an actual fight. I was, I it was have just good I memories to of try just... to prove who, especially yeah. Yeah. being the girl. It was like I yeah. had to prove that I could do what the boys did. And that's something know? that's hard in adulthood for me, in all honesty, is, is just if you grow up having that relationship mm-hmm. as a girl with your brothers, other guys don't see that that way. Um, yeah. It's always either like a sexual context or it's something else. Um, and oh my gosh, I don't want to hurt you because you're a girl or, right. or different things. And I think that's something that it's just, you know, maybe something we don't get to take with us into adulthood, but it's, it's something that I miss is just like, sometimes yeah. you just got to see like how strong you are and how fast yeah. you are. And I, I don't know. Yeah. I've had, I've had friends 
like when, you know, growing, growing up, that occasionally understood that. And it could be just funny and everyone mm-hmm. would crack up laughing. My dad had actually been a bantamweight boxer. Okay, so they're not real big. <laughs> but he taught both of us girls to box with him from the time we were pretty young and went past that to then teaching us as we got to teen years to actually put on gloves and that was one of we would exercise I mean we always just for fun and he also wanted his girls to be able to protect themselves well both of his girls and they were both accidents managed through the years (laughs) and my my father was a pastor so he was going to be up on the platform in front of people on Sunday mornings both of these incidences, and they were probably 10 years apart, at least. Maybe a little bit further than that. I'm trying to go back to the age differences here. But my sister, if you touched her hair, she would just go nuts. I mean, this is a person who could go to sleep, and you cannot wake her up. But if anyone got near her hairdo, she was awake instantly and, like, might jump up and smack you, you know, kind of thing. It was like... <laughs> He never figured it out. Wow. That hair was perfect. She could go to bed with it perfect, and she could wake up with it perfect. It's it's unique. I wake up, and my face and my hair don't even over each other. <laughs> even now, I'm like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I think that's closer but, to what most of us experience. Yeah. And so she had this beautiful aquamarine ring on, and she was supposed to be getting up. She hadn't gotten up. And so we'd all been kind of teasing her well my dad reached over and ruffled up her hair and she turned and swung he didn't duck and she caught him right under his eye caught him right there and he couldn't really say i I can't come in and speak this morning (laughs) so he goes in and he sits down on the platform and he has black eye i mean it's swelling up it looks pretty crazy and how do you explain you know your daughter did this but the associate (laughs) pastor comes in and he has a black eye. And he oh, had, no. <laughs> did not have a similar experience. Instead, for the fun of several of the guys, the local guys around town had been working out and stuff, and they decided to put on gloves and see who could actually box. <laughs> and someone nailed him that he was teaching. So he ended up, so we have both of them there with black eyes, and they have to explain this, you know, and it's, it's interesting. I mean, you know, congregants look at all of this, and they're trying to figure the whole thing out. So many years later, and... I probably, it's probably about 11 years later, there's this point, and Dad and I were actually goofing, because sometimes if you have houses that have loops in them, like that hall, down the hall, back through a room and through the kitchen, those are great. I mean, and we had a house that had a double loop, because my bedroom was a an either-or, okay. so it opened up off the living room. Okay, oh. which could be really weird at times, I'll be honest. But the doors, you know, you could actually pull them shut. But if they were open, you could make figure eights. Wow. Well, there was like, you know, races, and there was always tags, something going on. Yeah. Dad jumped in front of me. I swung. He didn't duck. I, he always ducked. Sunday morning, bam, <laughs> goes to church, black eye. <laughs> it was like. And both times due to his daughters. Due to his daughters on Sunday mornings, literally just cracking up because we were just having fun and it's hard to explain things like that right and it was an accident yeah you know and so through the years i said i had different friends who were athletes or different things and they knew you know like they didn't want they made sure they weren't going to hurt someone but occasionally you just see stuff especially if they saw you being by yourself around your family 
And then I fall in love with literally the most perfect man for me, and he's absolutely precious. Except <laughs> after we're married, I come in one morning, and I popped him in the shoulder where you do, like, you know, the little fist, and you hit him, like, right right at the top of the arm there where it kind of, kind of yeah. smarts. Because it was just like, yeah, just for fun. <laughs> and I never forget, he just stands there looking wounded, holding his arm. Because he was raised, you don't hit a girl, you don't respond back. <laughs> and I was like, I killed my husband. Oh, so no. I would go home and find either my, you know, one of my brothers or my dad. And, and we still, we'd put on gloves or, you know, box for a while just so that, you know, there, yeah. was, there was no more wounding. But out of... You know, the funny part, having these conversations, is out of those different things was one of the reasons when I started making, like, especially my own slacks, mm. that I loved going back and looking at 30s and 40s. Mm. The lady slacks, the wider leg, but those pockets. Mm -hmm. Because all of that allowed freedom, allowed you to carry things. Right. So in later years, um, there was a time period where my husband was wearing Dockers, and, you know, I love those extra pockets down mm -hmm. the leg. And at that point, I could steal his pants. So I'd make sure he got colors that I liked. And then I would just steal his talkers to wear. Because they still weren't really doing something. And some of those look really nice. Like the right. more dressier ones, right. like more chino style. And they were just really nice. You know, the fabric can get away with that. And it was like, no, I've always gone and looked for guys' pants because they had one thing a wider cut thigh and they had pockets and pockets are the big thing so what's really funny is I know you have a pocket thing I like pockets and I had to laugh because I've been teaching little granddaughter about mm -hmm. how cool pockets are and you know but you, you have to wear them right you can't walk around with your hands just in your pockets um and you can't lug down your pockets and now <laughs> if you lug down your pockets your pants might fall off so you don't want to do that either but right yeah although a good belt does help with they that they do yes but all of that was all from, you know, roughhousing and learning. Those clothes work. Mine did. <laughs> it's like, I'll figure out how to do these things. So, yeah, some things I, even now in a thrift store, you always know that I'm going right. to take a, a little loop down there to find out if, oh, those, those will work better. Those yeah. are fine. Yeah. Shopping in the men's section is underrated, and you don't have to come out looking masculine uh -uh. if you don't want nope. to. Um, yeah. I've always shopped on both sides of the aisle because sometimes the quality is better or the pockets are better or um i'm a little on the taller side so mm -hmm. you know sometimes the length is easier or yeah just find different things so yeah it all our life does really tie in to a lot of ways we develop our style yeah or what feels comfortable because of certain movements or how those movements work for us um, yeah and yeah. I definitely made a decision a few years ago. I decided in what ways I was willing or unwilling to restrict my movement mm -hmm. with the clothing that I was right. wearing um, for style reasons. And I've kind of never looked back because um, I will wear a skirt that's tighter to the knees uh, that would restrict my movement somewhat. But other then, she, than, then she just looks funny when she runs. Other than that, um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> I'm sure people will appreciate that imagery. Um, but Like a penguin. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> kind of, yeah. There um, she goes. But aside from that, you know, one of my strong, like, values for things that I wear is I want to be able to run. Yeah. 
Um, and for me, a lot of times that means there's going to be shorts or a pair of leggings underneath right. of a skirt or a dress, because if I need to hike it up and climb something or run somewhere, I want to be able to do it. Yeah. Um, I've done that my whole life. I'm not going to stop now. Yeah. Um, and, uh, or, you know, maybe someone will come on a motorcycle and I'll want to, you You'll know, take a ride. So. Yeah. Um, it works. Best to be prepared. But, mm-hmm. uh, if not, just have a full enough skirt that you, uh-huh, you, that you, you can just do tuck the it through the yep. waistband. Yeah. Got to get through your waistband. It's good advice. Um, yeah, you know why I wear wide-banded belts. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was always important. Yes. Um, but my other big thing is just, you know, if you unfasten your clothing and you find yourself, like, taking a deep breath and you let out that you've been holding in, that's not a good sign. <laughs> um, and so, like, I think that's something that I've acquired is just, you know, the value for being able to take a deep breath without resistance from right. a too tight waistband or from constricting fabric you know i stopped i stopped wanting to be squeezed into my clothes yeah because well Um, the thing is you can take there's so many ways and so many different styles of fabric mm -hmm. that we can gain the same look right but not feel unhealthy right and i think that's one of the biggest things for me is i want to feel like my skin's breathing like i'm comfortable um just all of those different different things that make me go oh it's okay um i guess i would ask like for a guy um probably some of the things you've done with like athletic clothes would be more knit and more fitted um are there different things that you look for in like 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 said in athletic clothes and you having played more sports there how's the fit what do you look for on a fit like with that and does that carry over into we know we know for you it's harder for you to find clothes just because of height and stuff but how does that that flow in then to what you would wear the rest of the time do you still want that feeling um is is it because there's stretching knit they don't feel constricting or do you know i mean how the difference between the athletic clothes having fun relaxing going out doing sports versus everyday clothing like do you have to make choices or it's still the fact that you just look for something that fits I mean for me it's more of looking for something that fits and then also like if I am gonna wear jeans I want them to be stretchy so I don't feel constricted I hate when it's like feels stiff at all Mm -hmm. times which I know it takes time to get it worn in but uh, yeah I hate stiff jeans because just like I hate I want to feel able to run and Mm -hmm. at all times so yeah I don't know. As a kid, I always was like, I want to be able to run. I don't want to feel constricted, especially just because whenever I'd wear jeans at a family event or any special place, I would usually be around my younger cousins where mm-hmm. they're like, let's go play. Right. So I wanted to be able to move around and play. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I never really thought about style, just like for shorts. I wear shorts that at least go down to my knee. Mm-hmm. Um, and pants, I only have like two pairs. Right. <laughs> um, do you have... Like dress shirts, like a white dress shirt or something for a wedding, or why well, doesn't have to be white? But I mean, an actual what you would consider maybe a dress shirt. I have like two uh, button dress shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like long sleeve shirts that I have. That's about it. Because it's so hard to find stuff that actually fits me, just because right. my arms are slightly longer than most, and then also my torso with it being as long as it is, it just nothing ever matched. It was always something was shorter, too short. 
Yeah, because of that one. That's why I was curious. I mean, you'd have me hang on to them. We have something that we've noticed. Um, and I mean, I'm the short person around here. I I I edge under five five, um, but. And it's been all different qualities. It's not been like just cheap stuff that they don't make ladies' sleeves long enough for my arms to be comfortable and to move and do things in. Now, yeah. I mean, you're tall, and it makes more sense with right, where I some had run of the into sleeve length issues. But we have, you know, that's one of the things we started really noticing is that a yeah. lot of clothing that comes, you know, off of a store's rack which is why the ones that come off our rack many times are things that we have already played with or added to or, you know, yeah. made so that there's a link there. And how many years have you been adding things to the cuffs of your shirt so they were long enough? Well, since I was 17. <laughs> yeah. 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 Whether it was a ruffle or something. I made, I learned to make, well, I was actually making a lot of really cool blouses mm. at that point because that look was in. And I had an advantage of going in and raiding my mother's pattern collections, which were amazing. Right. But I could do that. And I remember even her at that point showing me or saying, you need to add in this mm-hmm. and thinking to my friends. And it's like, nope, they would go to put on my blouses and always go, why are your sleeves so long? And I'd be going... Because yeah. all my friends were taller than me. I've never had a friend that was shorter than me. And their arms are still never as long. So it was right. like, I don't know, maybe in gymnastics, I hung by my arms so long, stretched out. Stretched them out? Yeah, that's it. You know, it's the monkey yeah, bars. Yeah, I'm not Did sure. Me. I, think, I think I would say probably I have better luck now in finding, I kind of know what brands are going to cut with a longer sleeve mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, so I've kind of learned to do that. But I've also learned to make that a fun layering thing especially in winter to have several sleeves showing mm-hmm. you know if i wear maybe like a blazer over a turtleneck which right. is something i do a lot or whatever yeah um i kind of make that more of a style statement and don't worry about it as much but i also find that people don't uh this is something i see a lot is that people think that they're maybe a more structured blazer or suit jacket they think the sleeve is too short, but it's actually correct for that yeah. style of yeah. jacket because you you do want the cuff to come out mm-hmm. underneath. Um, at least in modern times, that was not mm-hmm. always the case. And that's been true. I mean, through the different years I've watched, even for men, mm-hmm. like the fashion changes. They go lower and then they go shorter and then they go you know closer to the knuckle. And the same thing for women. There'll be all these different things and you're like, yeah. Mm. And, you know, who makes the rules and why do we have to follow them anyhow? Yeah. So and I, I think, think and know. I think part of the fun of where we're at now in fashion is it's okay to do a look where you're maybe doing, you know, 70 to, 70s does 40s, mm-hmm. but you're doing it, you know, in 2021 or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of room now because people are appreciating vintage as well as modern fashion. And there is an advantage to all of those rules kind of going out the window but Mm -hmm. on the other hand i think there are some that you know we could still learn from Mm -hmm. um because just as an example i don't know how many times i've been stopped in public by women by other women because the medals of my jewelry my bag my belt buckle and the hardware on my shoes were matched and i had matched the leather colors of my shoes my bag my belt like everything was cohesive and 
I don't know about you, but my grandmother taught me to do that. Well, that, that was the only way we dressed. And, um, and like in it my was case, actually not a pair of gloves with that. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think it's funny, you know, that people see that as such a statement now. And that used to be, if you didn't do that, there was something wrong with you kind right. of thing. Um, so, and I think it's fun, you know, to be able to mix it or to choose a look like that. That really makes a statement. I don't know. One of the things you hear is referred to thrift stores or being out on the hunt or whatever. We're not just, we're actually not just out looking for clothes. And the funny part is we both are pretty selective on how many clothes we actually own and mm-hmm. put together and where it's not. It's it actually is almost more of a refining thing that takes place. But we'll know if there's like that one piece. Like mm-hmm. in my case, starting over with absolutely nothing. Right. Uh, you're you're really laying weird. in a little bit so, more. Yeah. I bring stuff in and I start trying to, you know, figure like groupings off of that mm-hmm. because I like things that if I'm going to travel that I can just kind of mingle, you know, several yeah. things that are going to be able to work together. And I know to a certain point you do that. But the other thing is like a lot of times we're looking for jewelry or we're actually looking for maybe um, just an accent piece that has to do even with household and stuff. I mean, it's not just like, hi, let's go buy clothes. Um, and it does get, you know, both funny and interesting to do that. So yeah. today, before, you know, we caught up with you, sir, and you caught up with us here, um, we had actually been out and because of helping someone start to go through their clothes, their closet, what we do is we try to get it to um, a thrift store that has causes. Like in our area, mm. some of the things that we have found is a thrift store that actually helps support the local schools in this particular smaller district, which was really neat to see the amounts that they've put into it you know, and, and to yeah. help with teachers or after school programs or all different things. So. Um, another one that we like helps with a, an orphanage uh, over in um, actually Rwanda. Yeah. So different things that uh, we try to part of what we're looking for is what we can either put back into a community or something that's going to support past that and not just end up out in a junk heap. And I know that you, know, you can wear clothes to a certain point, but also... And these are things you'll hear us talk about later points. Many times clothes are made so cheap, they can't really be rescued or recycled. We're trying not to see that happen. So we're trying to find things that achieve the value of the piece and the longer wear of it. So it's not getting just stuck out in, you know, no way to recycle it or do anything with it. Right. And so today it was funny because we came in through the back and uh, this one's her store and one of the things, of course, this gorgeous old antique rocking chair that I'd still like to go back and get. It was all needle-pointed, but it was a big, it was tall. I mean, you could have sat in the rocking chair. It was really cool how it was made. That was what yeah. surprised me. That it old was one beautiful. was beautiful. And then there's another one that's a little bit heavier. And she was, we were making funny comments back and forth to each other. And I totally said, sit in the rocking chair. You'll find out why I sit in one. And then I was explaining that actually that was one of the things that um, JFK a lot of times he was seen sitting in a rocking chair because of a back injury. And there's just, you know, the angle or whatever helps. But as we were wandering through, there's like that one thing that just kind of jumped out. And so she had gone in, and your find of the day was? Um, I got a beautiful, um, it's actually, 
you know, a recognizable brand, but to me, the value wasn't even so much mm. the brand name that was on it uh, as the fact that I could see how good condition the leather was mm. in. Um, and I'm exceptionally picky when it comes to purses and handbags. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the perfect size for summer and what I was looking for. And it was the right colors. And that was the only thing I needed to be there for that day. I didn't, you know, I've been... I think the thing is I keep a running list mentally of right. things that I'm looking for to complete my existing wardrobe mm-hmm. or things or pieces that would work well with it that I could add for more variety. Um, and so I kind of had in my mind that I wanted a black purse that somehow was more summery. And this one happens to be trimmed in really beautiful uh, kind of orangey tan leather, which kind of lightens it up for summer. Um, Because I have a beautiful black leather purse that I love, but the styling and everything feels very heavy in summertime, even though I wear it constantly in the winter. Um, So I was just really pleased to find that at a really good price. And, um, you know, just it's it's things like that, you know, and I and I always have sort of a list of things that if I find the perfect one, I'm willing to pull money that I normally wouldn't spend and splurge for it because I know I'm not going to find it again. Mm-hmm. Um, this wasn't necessarily one of those things, but it was the right thing at the right time. And I had right. the money. Yeah. Um, and I was telling someone the other day, you know, the saying that the best things in life are free and the second best are very expensive is true also with clothes. Um, because I have so many pieces that are, of a much better quality that I could ever afford to buy mm-hmm. new because at the very least they would be maybe boutique prices or the upper end of what Macy's sells or, um, and I have a few things that have been designer over the years that I've found. Right. Um, but the quality of those items is so much better than what I could do if I went out and spent that money in a store. Um, with the exceptions usually being shoes and athletic or outerwear, um, things like that. But, um, it's because I haven't restricted my style to what's quote unquote in, um, it's allowed me to dress the way that I actually want to dress regardless of how much money I have. Mm -hmm. You know, if I became a millionaire tomorrow, I would not throw out the clothes that I have Mm -hmm. because what I have is actually, so beautiful and such good quality that you know maybe I could afford to then go buy the new versions of them but I wouldn't necessarily like them any better than what I have um there was um there was a vintage hat when we were out today and it was the exact I had this hat in my mm -hmm. collection and I was like cool and I go running over and I flipped it over and it was a hundred dollars and I just put it back on the dummy and went <laughs> kind of walked away going ah it wasn't well, even we, on a dummy too it was on a vase of lemons on a vase, on uh, a vase of fake lemons a vase, no yes, less that was it <laughs> so yeah so sitting back there like that but um <clears throat> it's it's interesting because believe it or not even though we're having these conversations we don't sit and think about clothes 24 7 we honestly our lifespan kind of comes out in these times that we're sharing here with you and talking about that and some things that we've learned from it. Oh, uh, yes, my distinguished quarter of a century of existence. Yes, your quarter of a century. One of the, uh, one of the things that's fun, so because of how she learned to sew, there's also issues about how seams are. And I'm a person <laughs> who, like, 
I don't care. You know, if I make it comfortable, I don't care if the seam's in my way or not. She not only French seams, she will finish stuff off by hand. Like there's a skirt that has quite a few good days <laughs> that took hours. And I'm not making this up. So that the inside is completely aligned and perfect. And, you know, there's, there's no raw seams. When she wears it, it's not only beautiful because the weight of it is really cool. But what's funny is we have been in stores and I know where she is because of hearing people go, that's beautiful. Where'd you get that skirt? And then I hear the conversation and I can follow all through <laughs> until I, I just keep following voices until I find her. And so there's just things that we've learned that are, are fun that we hope encourages others to think about really truly what they would want and that they can actually have and you can get a hold of people that can help you do this and it doesn't have to be costly right um, like i said we've actually have helped a couple of different people now and encouraging them find out what you're comfortable in and it doesn't have to be exactly you know what is in the store window that says you have to look like that and i think one of the hard parts especially um as very young i actually modeled because of my build for women who were older i wasn't modeling for my own age group mm -hmm. um which was an interesting thing and i fell in love but i'd always been in love with my mom's clothing so actually that was kind of a cool back and forth but it was interesting to grow up with brothers who actually were as picky and spent time looking for like what their clothes you know right, looked right. like in different styles and things um and you know you guys have heard the reference you have not had to suffer through the angel flight pants that you know were big um that's a whole nother story for another day and you guys both go look that up and see what you can find out or say it to your dad and see if you get a response back <laughs> um i think he's old enough yeah yeah i think he's old enough but um there's all these different things so i you know it was interesting to see how guys approach and one right. of the coolest things i loved uh, you know, as you have a brother who figured out how to get a hold of vintage suits yeah. and have them tailored beautifully. Yeah. And once again, that's a term that a lot of people mistake or get scared of. And right. tailors come in all different sizes, shapes, costs, la, la, la. What you want to find out is if they know their stuff, what they're doing. Or even if it's just someone who maybe is not professionally tra tailor trained, but has sewn enough and knows the tricks right. of how to... Um, go in and you know do some basic alterations do the you know the whole thing on how to make that fit and how to make it work yeah and that gives a much wider spread I mean that's why when I look at you I always think like for you it would be interesting to find someone who truly was really able to do that mm -hmm. and fit like just a pair of whether it be slacks or a shirt or a jacket, but something that was made for your height and stuff that would work really fun, mm -hmm. you know, that is possible. But when I say that word, it's, pro it's not a norm. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure that, and this is not in reference to you, but like, you know, if I'm going to go in, I do know that like Walmart is probably not going to have a tailor for my clothes that I want to get there. Right. Um, but the thing is, stores used to have their own on-floor tailor, and so when, as you were buying, they were actually right. sizing, which now most people only think of that like if they're you know, going to a wedding, have a tuxedo right, or whatever. Right. But that was the common thing was 
if you bought off the rack, mm-hmm. um, it was also going to be sized to your body. And, yeah. Um, and there's a lot of mid range, alter- even in mid range stores, still did that. Yeah. And so as that became more and more uncommon, there are still people who do that. But it just, I think it seems like a weird or maybe an old fashioned or it's, or it's going to cost me an arm and a leg. And it doesn't have to. It depends on what right. you need. And it depends on the alteration and how difficult it the, is. Exactly that. And the better you know your body. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, um, you know, that term of just buying off the rack. Right. Would have been really cool, except um, most of the clothes that I would have worn were made exactly for a model that worked at that point. But as soon as my body started changing any shapes, I could not bike, quote unquote, off the rack. And right. so that it had to become my own rack, my yeah. own one that I do my stuff. You know, do you feel like that's maybe what started you maybe like even coming to teen years into young adult? Do you feel like that's something of like it finding it difficult to find things that fit that started you on more of a style journey because you've talked about when you were a kid and the clothes that you loved um, that your mother kind of put you in and we kind of don't have a lot of control unless our mothers give us a choice which I know yours did at least my mom um, she made cool clothes she did cool clothes yeah I was lucky um, I was seriously but lucky is, is that part of like what changed for you like coming into there that made you feel free to experiment and and search out unusual things is because you already could, were having trouble finding yeah, what you wanted. I mean, my shoulders are quarterback. I look like a professional swimmer. My front was <laughs> a whole different size. And then my back is actually three sizes smaller. My actual fitted back is right. three sizes smaller than my front was. Um, the convenience and inconvenience is when I went through the mastectomy, I no longer had to deal with <laughs> that right. then it was like now nothing gonna fit because it just hangs off my shoulders and once again when you got football player shoulders then you're right. just stuck. the 80s was great i love shoulder pads i'm good i just put shoulder pads on walk around look really cool i think we need to just have you in a bunch of 80s jackets <laughs> you know, like i'm convinced that it's that's, like yeah shoulder pads take care of everything it i'm convinced works. that that could be your new look <laughs> you know, um, and then take the back up really tight like, you know even yeah. now but yeah, it actually was my frustration of that was it wasn't going to fit. And the funny part was, even though the the shape was there, I'm not a tiny waisted person. Right. And so that added in another glitch to whatever you tried to move up. Like, right. you know, like there was half of my body fit one size and half of my body fit another size. Yeah. And then I actually wore a size five and a half shoe. And so right. when you put all of that together, it was a mess. But... Yeah. I, I would love, I mean, there was a store, there was a second hand store, hmm. as they referred to it, um, years back when I was young and living in Sacramento. And these were all clothes that had been worn maybe once or twice. And the fun part was most of them had been worn to really, really cool, elegant functions. And many of them were tailored for other people's bodies. I could walk in and almost always find something off of those racks and actually yeah. buy off because I discovered, I think that was my first discovery of, oh, there are other people that have the same, you know, right. complicated, like, what do you do? And I'm sway back, so you take the half moon out of everything. Right. 
That is what challenged me. Which we know that I have to do, too. Right. That's what challenged me to start sewing for other people. Hmm. And for quite a while. Is knowing what you had to do for yourself? And I really enjoyed it. I liked making things for other people. I liked making creative things for other people. They would bring in, you know, can you do this? And then can you fit it to me? And I really did enjoy doing that. My Hmm. problem was it really started getting to be a serious business and it took away the joy of doing anything for myself. And right. I did not make anything for myself for five years. Wow. I would go into thrift stores and buy really crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. But I went, actually, I did. I was just burned out. You wouldn't make out. from scratch yeah, I yourself. burned out for some reason. Yeah. And that was a weird thing to yeah. discover about my personality. It's like, nope, now it's become a job I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to play, you know, so. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, yeah, it's been a, it's interesting how you define things like that yeah definitely so I think what came out of my mouth the other day you know to a friend was just I've never wanted to look like anyone else Mm -mm. um you know I've devoured every image and piece of fashion content of any kind that I could get my hands on since I was probably about 11 12 years old for sure um and I would have younger, but we didn't have as much internet access and there right. weren't the same kind of online media and things being done at that point, um, even though I'm a mere child. Um, but even in the course of looking at all that, you know, I look for ideas that I want to try or things, but I've never limited to, oh, I have to look like I you know even belong to this century or Mm -hmm. um you know I just didn't and for a while it's true that I didn't have the courage to actually dress the way that I wanted Mm -hmm. and I think that's something that all teenagers go through you know and maybe you decide your clothes are armor or maybe even an offensive weapon or however you process all of those changes as you're figuring out who you are but I just want to look like me and I want other people to look like themselves. Um, I'm actually not interested in a cookie cutter world where everybody's perfectly dressed, but boring and and there's no individuality. Um, Do you ever get stuck in the, you wish you were like someone else or comfortable with you or I mean, I mean, looking at the clothes through like, you know, uh, wearing and, and having a normal body would help so much more with me being able to buy clothes and you know Mm -hmm. there's some clothes like you see on models and you're just like that would fit me I mean if if I was in a normal size I totally would would wear that but yeah yeah, I mean it's it's hard you usually have to be stuck with online shopping so if we could find a store in person that you could potentially at least whether it was try on you know pants or try on tops can we kidnap you for a day and do something like <laughs> that with you? They should have bigger. Yeah. Because I think we could go with you and actually show you how we could tailor in some shirts for you too. So that they wouldn't be like wearing, you know, two shirts so that you got the length and the whatever. But where you get a bigger, actually make the backs fit or the side come in so that they don't look mm. like a smock. Because there's nothing worse than mm. a shirt that's yeah. too big if you want to fit. We might have to do this. We might have to do a guy day. 
<laughs> and, and see what happens. See how long you can put up with it. Okay. Yeah, it right. is. It so. is. Well, I think that that played into. I remember, um, and they used to have all sorts of weird things that they would do in school in in my in my school era. And some of it would be like who was best dressed or different things like that. And what was funny was the all of a sudden I ended up with me, you know, being called up and you know one of the best dressed, and everything I had on was homemade in that sense. But one of the things that my hey got an award today, <laughs> best <laughs> dressed Hong Kong. <laughs> um, at least they didn't hit the turkeys. Scared me. The um, my mom had looked at me one point, and it wasn't a negative or a bad thing because they did sew that beautifully. But she had looked at me and said, if you want to dress like, and she was pointing to some things that would have been in a magazine, she goes, you'll learn how to sew for yourself. Part of it was because already my legs were also too long. Right. <laughs> I could, it's like, right. It's weird because if you could be tall and have long legs, it makes more sense than to be short and have legs that are too long. Right. And so trying to find stuff that actually would work was forever frustrating me. And so I, out of, I guess, fighting back or realizing I can't do this, I had to learn to sew and create and do stuff, you know, for myself, fashion-wise. And I don't regret that. I actually, that, it became... That's so in, in high school, it actually mm-hmm. starts that probably in junior high. I discovered I enjoyed slipping things into a design or mm-hmm. adding a color or something. Just kind of really tweaking off. things. Yeah, just enough that people noticed. And there's a really funny point. <laughs> I was telling her the story um, teaching and teaching in, in drama at one point for fun. Uh, I decided that what I was going to wear as the director. I had this beautiful dress, and it had been a designer dress. That was the thing. It was very, it was beautiful. It was very cool. But it was black and white, and it was a really specific, like, slash of black and white. So, like, you have a white arm, black arm, blah, 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 and gave that almost a harlequin feel. So, for fun, I bought two pairs of tights, a black and a white pair, and I split them. I wear, you know, so my legs are different colors, but I had... <laughs> happened to have high heels and I had the very same style I had one in white and one in black because they were so comfortable that I just I'd bought the two when I'd gotten the one original black bear so for fun I come walking in and so everything is black and white including the shoes and I'll never forget hearing this mother lean down because the little girl goes mommy look I like that and this mother leaning down and going honey we don't dress like that that's not normal <laughs> and me thinking yay I'm <laughs> but it, it was like why don't we dress like that why can't we have fun with our clothes and so and I realized that was part of you know mom knew we were going to be in public but why couldn't we have fun why wasn't there a way to express ourselves that gave us you know kind of an edge on being comfortable because we knew who we were and it's been interesting I mean I've had people be very annoyed at times and like you know why are you wearing it? Because I wanted to. Um, my best, one of my best hits was I would kind of wait for my brothers to go through suit jackets mm-hmm. and then get a hold of their tweed suit jackets and redo those. 
And to be honest, I loved, and one of the things I regret that burned up was I had both of my brothers, their velvet suit jackets and the pants that went with them. <laughs> they were so cool. <laughs> and it was like, ah, you know, lost them. But it, it was that thing of, I don't want to, I don't think of it as, oh, I'm trying to push this and stand out and not be normal. But that word was like so frustrating was I don't want to walk in and look like everyone else here. And sooner or later, I mean, I have to be honest, I, you know, because I've always tweaked, even if I bought something, I have never walked in and found someone else that was wearing the same thing. No, um, I've seen that happen to friends. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. That won't be fun. Um, yeah, you never have similar. to worry about, you know, but, walk in and somebody's bought the exact same yeah. thing as you have. Yeah. So, yeah. One of the things that I did tell the granddaughter was, you know, if I could catch the lizard, we could make a tail for it. We could just make it out of cloth and material. Mm -hmm. She didn't go for that one either. But yes, huh. that, back to the, the poor yeah. lizard. But yeah. So, you a know. A prosthetic there. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, pretty much, you know. So it is that thing. And I think, you know, we talked about cutting up things for dolls. I think it started young. I yeah. think it always. And the funny part was like with my brothers and with a lot of male friends, what would happen is because they knew that I sewed, I was forever making costumes. Like someone mm. needed a superhero. Someone needed the tick, the... the <laughs> <laughs> the tick is didn't have a pattern came up with a full tick and the moth did the whole bit so you know it was a halloween one year and had a blast making it and then in later years more and more people became but that was when it was still just animated so i sat and looked at it and created that and all sorts of, of different weird stuff like that and yeah just you know so the the boys took advantage of it if they're yeah. needing to do something or it's wanted funny something crazy, it's maybe. definitely funny you know for both of us even with the age difference um how much our brothers factored into this yeah. whole journey. Cause I know that was a very strong and I never tried to dress like my brother. Uh, but the one closest to me in age that I would have been closest mm -hmm. with, you know, as a child through up through teenage years, yeah. um, has a very good sense of style, um, and a value for quality clothes and had figured out how to do some of these things yeah. for himself. Um, and you know, between the rough housing and the clothing, I'm not sure what the connection is, but uh, we definitely had some of the same experience, which is yeah. interesting to me. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much uh, wandering around in our closets this, this week. We went from that to then taking things off our racks and off of some other people's racks and then mm -hmm. going and looking through racks. So it's been just one of those those mm -hmm. weeks of kind of an, a strange and different adventure. I have not, however, shot any deer this week. Have no you? No deer. No, okay. we haven't had None any of those, those kind of racks. That's, that's on you. We'll have to talk about those kind of racks one of those days. Yeah. So we, we, we have followed, had to follow through the fact that the local turkey jumped through someone's window, <laughs> uh, went into a house. Through their bedroom the window, no bedroom less. Window. While the person was in bed. <laughs> bed. There's quite a story. Um, I, I couldn't quit laughing. I was trying to explain it. There is an article on it. Could not quit laughing. Um, I don't know. Poor, deer, poor Turkey was very, very, you know, distracted and sad. And and then Turkey actually survived, disappears, and shows back up finally with a boyfriend. So <laughs> she, I guess she's found someone and, you know, it's going to be fine. Do you but recommend I, that as a strategy? Should I, I start I, jumping I, through go, windows go and come back with a boyfriend? <laughs> you know? 
but but the deer have not been around so we gave up our deer for evidently turkeys now doing bizarre things right now so you know we'll have to get back and, and do a turkey con- i mean a, a a deer conversation on these yeah. days and, they're equally know, detrimental to the garden though i must yeah. say yeah 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 yes so yeah off off our racks and Still in a good frame of mind and going to go find a lizard and see if we can help. (laughs) Definitely. Have a good day.